This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how science fiction, horror, fantasy and comics help us explore our humanity. It just seems like yesterday that the first Twilight movie was released. This one established the mythology on the big screen. Recently, New York Comic Con reunited two of the cast members and their director, as the movie is being re-released on 4K for the home market, and also Fathom Events is bringing back the film in selected theaters. Joining the roundtable first is Kellen Lutz, who played Emmett Cullen. Because you look at your own life, even if you didn't have a benchmarker as Twilight, from 23 to 33, it just goes like that. And it's the journey. I'm just grateful. I'm more a journey person, even with road trips. Like, I really... The destination's fun when you when you have plans, but a lot of times you don't have, you don't know what the destination's gonna really look like. You can have pictures just like your life. Anyone can tell you 10 years as an actor, you're gonna have this, you're gonna have that. But for me, as long as you're enjoying the journey, and that's what Twilight's been for me personally, it's been fun. Every aspect of it has just been so much fun. Maybe minus the white makeup when we were shooting the movies, but. All in all, 10 years looking back, and I'd have, to, I, I'd have to ask myself, is it from when the movies ended? But then that was only five years ago, maybe. So it's when it first started, and, and I was 23, I'm 33 right now. So 23, I don't remember much. <laughs> I don't, and I, I, I was talking to my wife, I, you know, I got married nine months ago, it's our one year, and, and looking back, I, it's weird because I kind of wish I had Twilight now. I think I know I would have experienced it more. I think when I was younger, not like I was partying or, or, or I just, it was a lot. It's a lot. And it's hard to grasp it at that age when you don't have much to compare it to, just like growing up. So now that I'm in my 30s, if I had that, I'd, I'd know what to appreciate. And I appreciated it all pretty evenly. But, yeah, it's, it's the journey, and I, I just can't believe it's, it's gone like that. Would you play him differently? No, not at all. Not at all. Because Emmett, Emmett how I played, I think, and again, you get older, you get more worries in your head, more stress in your head. I'm married. I... I don't think I would have been able to play him as authentically joyful as I played him. Because in that time in my life, in my 20s, I had very little responsibilities. I had just that, and I, I still have that childlike heart and mentality, but there's a lot more responsibilities in life. There's a lot more things that you're thinking about that you don't, that kind of dim that twinkle, or you have to really turn life off and step into those shoes and that's acting to be that character but I, I played him so wholeheartedly Kellen with with the attributes of Emmett that I took from the book so I'm, I'm I, everything happens for a reason and I'm very grateful for that and, and I'm here today 10 years later reminiscing with Catherine and Jackson like and that's the cool thing I feel I feel like she hasn't aged a day Jackson hasn't. We could all play our characters again and look the exact same. And that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Is there more of a story to tell? 
and would you come back to play Emmett again? For my character, definitely. There's, I think he was the only one who wasn't really touched on that much. Even with the excerpt with Emmett and the bear, with how he turned into a vampire. And to see the love story more, I definitely think Emmett had a lot... I mean, I barely did much in those movies. So the stock that he got from being a part of it and the character himself and the, the couple lines that he got to show his his humor went really far. I would, of course, love to have more Emmett, do another movie, do do a more uh, origin story of how he came to be. That'd be fun. Is there a moment that defines the Twilight experience for you? First movie for all of us, because we were all just so authentic with it and it was just there's so much truth with all the actors and innocence I, I think going back to it the innocence was so pure and then you have the Twilight fans that came out and the moms and we all jumped on that roller coaster at the same time holding hands like hands in the air like what are we doing this is what is this and I really think Twilight paved the, the road for other adaptions like Hunger Games or um, what was the one with Woodley? Divergent. Divergent. Stuff like that that really took off. And those ones are great. But the first one when the Twilight Moms came and working with Catherine and also even with the studio like there was no it wasn't a machine yet. There was was just you were able to make mistakes. You were able to laugh at yourself. There weren't security guards on set. (laughs) It was just fun. It was a lot of fun. And obviously, with the success, the studio had responsibilities. And then other people, we were young. You know, so a lot of people telling you who you should be or what you should be or who you can talk to or how you should be perceived, what press you should do. It got, it got a little heavier, responsibility-wise. But for me, I, I loved it. I, I felt like I stayed the same. Twilight opened the door for other YA adaptations. But what makes Twilight stand out? Everything starts with a story. And at the end of the day, this was a beautiful love story between something that shouldn't and something that is. And I, I think the fantasy of that, and again, it had the innocence and the purity of, she loved Edward, didn't matter what he was. And she didn't judge him for anything. And she just wanted to be seen and she felt seen by him and he really did see her like inside and out so I think the purity of it all and the love story and and the great story that it was can you tell us about what you're working on now uh yeah I mean for me I I love acting I just finished uh what what men want with Taraji P Henson so that I mean when I watched Mel Gibson and what women want before I shot that movie, I'm like, this is a brilliant movie. Like, it is a really great creative movie. And then working with Adam Shankman, who I always wanted to be a part of his Step Up movies. <laughs> and I auditioned for the third one, didn't get it. So working with him, I've been friends with him for a long time. So when they brought this idea back, with Taraji P. Henson being a sports agent, is really time relative, and or relevant, relevant, I think that's the right word. And... Uh, just funny like it's it's a really funny movie so i'm excited for that to come out they pushed it to valentine's day 
which is going to be really good. So I'm really proud of that one. And then I just do a lot of action movies. I, I love action. And and I got married, so it's, it's a really cool... It's a crazy life to be an actor because you can't control anything for the most part. But what I can control is my life outside of the acting and with that having a best friend and finding a best friend to do life with and to come it's I'm lucky I really am I got that one I would I still would love to do a dance movie are you a good dancer I I, I yeah <laughs> I I think I am my wife and I we go line dancing to in cahoots it's a little line dancing place down down where she's from and we have a lot of fun she's a great dancer too Jackson Rathbone played Jasper Hale well, it is. It's an incredible feeling having. Uh, it's been ten years now. I think eleven years since we started filming, and you know now I'm a father. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, I I've produced. I have directed. I've written, and it's it's been an amazing experience getting to kind of look back and think, you know, how, how young I, I I was and how old I thought I was at the time, and then how life you know really changes and and to be to have kind of grown up through this series and. You know, this is the first movies was before Instagram, before Twitter, really before Facebook took off. And you know how the world has changed, and social media has really changed the industry. It's it's been a wonderful learning process. He was also asked, "What makes Twilight stand out?" Well, right before Twilight, I think was Harry Potter. Right. And I think Harry Potter kind of kicked open the doors of let's let's tell these fantastical books and make them into movies and then Twilight came about and it was much more female centric I mean this was a story about a young woman who over the course of you know uh, four books or five movies uh, really became extremely powerful and she chased what she wanted to chase and she fell in love with even though it was dangerous she pursued and it's really a coming of age story of this young lady and I and and I think that's it was kind of the impetus behind a lot of YA films and books nowadays. You see much more female protagonists, and it's amazing. And having grown up in a family with only sisters and very strong women and very strong mother, uh, I, I love seeing those stories told. And to have been a part of it, like to me, the best part about Jasper was Alice. You know, he was, or she was his rock. And without her, you know, this guy would be a really kind of monstrous vampire. And it was uh, so to me. It's it's really not so much about the YA aspect, but about you know really finally getting a chance to tell uh, stories through 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 a female perspective. And we couldn't have had a better director than than Catherine Hardwick, especially coming out of Thirteen, which is one of my favorite movies. Would he like to do more with Jasper? A lot of times, people ask me, "It's like, would you go back and do you know more Twilight movies or a reboot or something?" I don't know about a reboot necessarily, but I would have loved to have told. Jasper's story and Alice's story kind of how at the like you know maybe through different time periods as they're both kind of slowly coming together and then how they met I think that would be a beautiful story and that was something that I always held in my heart as the character and really really uh, hoped to and I think we did achieve that like their their relationship was one of the most uh, was one of the strongest relationships out, out of the Cullens I say it. Oh, thank you. Me too. Hey. I like that they did uh, like a lot of the backstory on Jasper, especially you know during the Civil War, which is one of my favorite parts of history, and seeing his backstory a little bit. That must have been neat to do the period costume. It was fantastic. Uh, a little film trivia: the first uh, days of filming 
Twilight Eclipse was all of Jasper's backstory. So I got to I got to run in and, and jump into the Civil War regalia, and uh, I actually grew up riding horses. So uh, like they actually, uh, I, I got to go get on a horse, and we we, we rode through uh, the Vancouver, faking the South. I don't know how that worked, but it worked beautifully. <laughs> David Slade's an incredible director. Yes. Um, so it, it, it was it was really lovely because I'm an actor who does a lot of research. I firmly believe in pre-production um, as a filmmaker and especially as an actor. And so I, I did a lot of research in the Civil War, how the men stood, how they uh, interacted with one another, and, and the violence of it, and the utter depravity. And having him go from Civil War to Vampire War, and then kind of escaping this, this, this crazy world and finally meeting Alice, and she really saved his soul. If, you know, vampires have souls. I think so. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. He worked on the web series Aim High Behind the Camera. He talks about what he's working on now. Try to stay busy as, as much as possible. Um, however, you know, I, I make a lot of time for my family now. In my early 20s, uh, I was work, work, work. I never took a break. I was going from the Twilight movies to... Uh, indie films, to my band 100 Monkeys, to uh, producing Aim High. Uh, we were Facebook's first show. We were Warner Brothers' first digital series. Um, it, and then, you know, once I once I had my son, I, I took a, a year and a half off. And I just really wanted to focus on, on my family, my parents, my sisters, my, my wife, and, and my, my son. And, uh, and, and now I think I can, there's a balance that, you know, I'm, as opposed to living in the studio, I, I'm, when I'm making my new record, American Spirit Blues, it's coming out later this month, uh, I made sure I only worked from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I wanted to make it a real, just, okay, give me, give me office hours. Because right. that, that really helps. It helps you focus on, on what you're doing, and it also helps you, I think, make better art because you're focusing on yourself as a human and as a person. And without, uh, without self-care and without focusing on who you really are, I think your art suffers. I feel like I'm doing some of my best work now in my early 30s. It's great that you consider quality of life so important because yes, sir. The, the times with your family when your children are young, that goes to like that. I, I've been seeing it. It's uh, th It goes by so fast, but the, the amazing thing to me is I had this long talk with my sister who is a Portland artist. She's a sculptress, incredible artist, Kelly Garrett Rathbone. And uh, so we were talking about leaving a legacy and how, how important it is for us as artists and as parents to be able to leave something behind for our kids to say, you know, my dad did that, my mom made that. And, and that's something I really take to heart whenever I do any project. And my kid can't see a lot of these movies and shows that I've done yet. But, uh, you know, but like he, he's, he's been to set with me a lot. And my daughter's coming to set with me now, and she's two. And I, I want them to see the world of, of how things are made. And it, it is very important just for me, especially, to spend time with family. There's more Twilight at 10 at New York Comic Con with the film's director, who, by slashing the budget, saved the film. And we'll also hear from Jackson Rathbone. My name is Gareth Edwards. I am the director of a new film called Monsters, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Back on my Twilight at 10 special, and here is Jackson Rathbone, who was asked, what is his dream project? There's a book about a band from the 60s, a proto-punk band not a lot of people have heard of. I've tried optioning it a couple times, or you know, a few years ago, 
uh, eight years ago, and uh, I kind of go back every three, four years, and I'm, I'm actually going back to, to the publishers again to see if I can get it optioned. It's something that I would love to uh, adapt the screenplay and direct myself, um, and, and as well be in it, because I, as a musician and as an actor, I really want to fuse those two. And I think nowadays we've seen some really amazing musicals come out, and what like how the musical has been elevated in a lot of ways, especially since Damien Chazelle, I mean, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's movie, The Greatest Showman. That's something I want to do, but I grew up with punk music, so I kind of want to tell this story about um, the origins of punk. It's a really cool one. I'd love to tell you the, the book, but I don't want anybody else stealing it. <laughs> Fair enough. I actually Fair own a, a very rare copy of the manuscript. So. Awesome. I, I'm very passionate about it. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Appreciate it. The film's director was Catherine Hardwick, who directed the acclaimed 13 right before Twilight. I know, isn't it crazy? <laughs> I don't think anybody knew it was going to go that crazy. I mean, we knew that there was some fan base that loved it, that loved the book, but you never knew, like they kept saying at a summit, we don't know how many people that is. Maybe that's 400 people in Salt Lake City. <laughs> we don't know how many people are going to go to the movies or, you know, how does it translate? So pretty neat that like you know every little thing started adding to the fire as soon as we cast the actors put their photos out as Stephanie wrote another book you know people got excited globally you know it was pretty cool <laughs> what makes Twilight special I think that um, Stephanie Meyer you know the writer did such a great job of capturing in my film the feeling of first love and that everybody kind of remembers how they felt the first like death-defying crush you ever had on anybody even if it was a movie star or a girl in your class or whatever you, we all kind of know what that was like where you would just almost be obsessive and think of nothing else so I thought that was kind of fun like uh, how do you create that on, on screen that obsession you know where it's like that's all I'm thinking about and that was one thing I was trying to do cinematically with the music with the lighting with the camera moves to just draw you in and just make you feel like you were just falling madly in love again for the first time I think that's one thing, because a lot of people over the years have told me, I mean, even an you know, 85-year-old lady, oh, I feel goes falling in love again, you know, that's kind of awesome, you know, it's kind of fun. I, you know, I think it's something more, uh, because it's really a love story from two people from two different backgrounds, if you will, and I think a lot of people related to that in their own lives right. might have... Uh, they're interested in somebody that's totally different from them and maybe they, they can't get them or whatever or even you know same-sex couples because of the stigma mm -hmm, and especially mm -hmm. at the time and I think that's part of the appeal having that obstacle being madly in love but having a, a major obstacle that you just could you get over it or not and also like you say so many things He's the bad boy. It's dangerous to love this person, but that made it even more exciting and sexy and yeah. Is there anything you would like to change? Well, I'm a director, so of course I would have liked to have had a little more money here and there. I had a cool underwater sequence, I had some cool dream sequences, I had a bunch more action going on in the bas uh, baseball sequence. Uh, so I had things that I was going to do to make it even more yummy in my mind. But, you know, we had budget, so... <laughs> cut down the budget but um, now CGI has gotten better I probably could have got to do a lot more cool
cool shots, you know, more affordable. Um, maybe the casting would have been different now because there's more diversity, is even more encouraged than there was back then, and more actors have, you know, so I think, yeah. But I, I still like what, love what we did, so. This film seems to have more of the director's personality compared to the others. Was part of it because the studio left you alone? I think it's both. I mean, for me, I'm very personal making the film. I had the actors come to my house. That's where they did the chemistry reads. They, Rob and Kristen met like in my kitchen and did the, you know, the scene in the uh, science class. They, on my bed, they did the kissing scene. You know, I like I'm very personally involved. And then also, exactly like you say. They didn't think it was going to be that big a hit, so it was more like an indie film for me. It wasn't the giant pressure of this is the Marvel Universe or whatever. It was just more like, well, let's hope it works, you know. And then Stephanie was very busy on another book, and you know they were doing a lot of other projects, so I think so. And I was also able to be a little more free, like if, if a, a very important conversation was staged in a car in the book, that's very limiting to shooting a car. I mean, you've only got two angles, over me to you, over you to me, the windshield. That's very static. So I took those conversations, how long have you been 17, put them out in the forest, used a techno crank, try to help you feel how dizzy and scary it would be to ask that question, to reveal that you knew he was a vampire. So I opened it up. Now, later on, I think it was more like, okay, if it said that in the book, you better have that hand over that hand. But, you know, I got to be freer. What was the casting process like? Oh, it was so fun. And I had made the movie Lords of Dogtown, right? And I got to show it to Sean Penn. And he watched that movie and he said, Who is this guy? Emil Hirsch. Starting that I want to cast him in my movie. So he called Emil Hirsch up and he cast Emil. Then I went to a rough cut of Into the Wild because he cast Emil in Into the Wild. I went to see a rough cut of Into the Wild uh, at, on the Paramount lot. I saw Kristen in that movie. So it kind of came around full circle. I saw her looking at Emil. She wanted him to kiss her. I thought, oh my God, she's really palpably longing for this person. I want her in my movie. So we kind of did that, and that's how I saw Kristen. And then the question was, who's going to be Edward? You know, this most beautiful man in the world, but he also had to look like he fit into a normal high school. So that's a very, you know, like you have Henry Cavill, the fans wanted. But he was already too old. You would never buy him in high school at that point. And so we had, uh, I picked my four top guys auditioning, and then they came all to my house, and then they met with Kristen, and we did all the different scenes, like I was saying, in the kitchen, in the bedroom, until I saw who really had that chemistry. Yeah, so it was fun. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I still have the same bed that they all kissed on. That's the bed I still sleep in every night. That's the thing, too. It's like you're the one that really locked everybody into those roles. I found all the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was so much easier for the other directors because they already had everybody. Yeah, but yeah. some new characters here and there. They, they, but the, the core characters we found, you know, all the Cullens and everybody. What is she working on now? Oh yeah, I'm working. I just did a movie called Miss Bala, and that is for Sony, and it's starring Gina Rodriguez, you know, Jane the Virgin, and we shot it all in Mexico in Tijuana, and it, Gina is 
she goes from sort of an ordinary girl makeup artist and by the end she has to escape from this cartel that's kidnapped her based on a true story or inspired by a true story so she is really strong and moves she's so good and so emotional and physical miss bala means bala means bullet and it's coming out january 25th and it's a badass movie and right now i'm directing an episode of this is us the tv show which is very fun you know all, all the actors are just lovely and you know so it's kind of fun, mix it up, TV, film. I gotta give you credit for having a Latina, and I'm Latina, so I, I love it when I hear that. Oh my God, every single person in my movie is from Mexico. There's only two American actors. We cast everybody from Mexico City. We have Damian Alcazar, we have Aislinn Derbez, Eugenia's daughter, she's super good in it. And then we have the Latino Edward, Ismael Cruz Cordova, who is just very, very sexy, very good. So it's a, it's a really cool movie, and I did my best at Spanish the whole time. <laughs> I have a Spanish tutor right now, trying to improve, you know. But, um, but I'm from the, the border of Mexico. I, I grew up in La Frontera, McAllen, Texas. So this is another border movie, you know, which is exactly, I love, you know, the border the culture clash is so intense, yeah. Where are you from? What? I was born in Cuba. In Cuba? Oh, I went there last Christmas. Yeah, oh. I, I actually went back in 08. Now. It is such, she, such. She got married there. My I parents got married. Oh, you were born in Havana? Yeah, I was, we were driving in the... That sounds like a song. Okay. <laughs> it's like we were driving in the van and my father goes, Oh, by that street, that's where you were born. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But yeah, but oh my God. Have you guys been to Cuba yet? Can't say that. Either. Okay, you got it. It was one of the most fun trips I've ever been on. I loved it. She certainly had her challenges in making Twilight. Four weeks before shooting, they told me I had to cut $4 million out of the budget or they were going to pull the plug and not make it. Wow. And so I'm very, I'm an architect, so I'm good at math and art and math, you know, like, so I'm like going through the budget, okay, maybe it doesn't have to snow here, ooh, that costs a lot. And so the four days, cut the budget, and then we got to make it. Otherwise, I was thinking about a lot of things would have changed if we hadn't made it, because you wouldn't have had Hunger Games or Diverge, you wouldn't have had probably Jennifer Lawrence wouldn't be the mega star, you know, so I know. No, and then also, this is a neat thing you don't think about. Rob and Kristen were both indie spirit at heart, right? And then they went out and made, they got financed tons of indie movies that would never have gotten financed. Look at all the neat films that both of them have done. So they've actually, because of that, they've kind of changed the indie landscape too, which is kind of cool if you think about it. Yeah. We can't stress enough what you did to, to launch anything. People always forget the person that launches it because they just see the rest of them. But without you, this wouldn't be what it is. Yeah, and actually, three I think about four weeks before shooting, they told me I had to cut. And then, and then we tried to do everything. You know, I tried to put. I made Bella vegetarian, so I tried to encourage more people to be vegetarian. You have a beautiful appreciation for the landscape, trying to make people love the earth a bit more, because people love the landscape, and now they've gone to all those parks and everything, and, you know, there's little tourism, you know, to preserve the woods and everything, so it's kind of, you know, you try to sneak all your little things in there <laughs> to help the world. 
and she comments on the fans. The creativity that other people have, you know, sparked in kids all around the world and artists, not, not just kids, all ages, have been inspired in making their jewelry, making their clothes, their businesses, their, you know, fan, obviously uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was fan fiction, Twilight fan fiction, you know, it's like, look how many people got super creative by, by Twilight, it just... And people came up to me at this Twilight reunion. I learned to read. I'm dyslexic. I learned to read because of Twilight. You saved my life. I was depressed. This is what happened. I met my friend online. I mean, it's it's kind of cool, you know, when, when all that kind of stuff happens. The creativity, though, I think is one really neat part of it, you know. Yeah. And if you didn't slash that budget. It's true. Like, I was worried. Okay, there's a snow scene where he runs into her. It's supposed to be snowing when, when the car crash happens, and that was a big lot of money. And I'm like, well, maybe I could just have ice on the ground and not have the snow falling. But the fans might get mad, but it'll save a huge chunk of money. So I cut, you know. And little things like that, I was always trying to make sure the book readers wouldn't get too mad but save the money, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole thing. I'm just, like, looking at the numbers. Okay. Ooh, that's expensive. Okay, how can I do that cheaper? Yeah. But that's kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's our lives. How can we do that cheaper? Yeah, right. yeah. Juggle. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ten years later. No, and it was so cute. Like at the reunion, I mean, these people were literally in tears telling me how all these life-changing stories, and that's pretty rare, you know, that you can have that impact on somebody. Can you imagine if she didn't slash the budget, what would have happened? Uh, it would be a different story altogether, but that's how filmmaking is, and uh, no one had any idea this one would be the monster that it became, and the other two films made a ton of money as well. Twilight connected with a lot of people, and this one was the first time we met Edward and Bella. That film grossed almost $400 million. That'd be a lot more money in today's dollars. And it certainly won its share of awards, the People's Choice Award, a Grammy Award, and many more. A classic take on the famous star-crossed lovers, but one is dead. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony Tolado.